Hey everyone, this is Dominique again with another episode of the Wise Words Podcast. And today guys, I am super, 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 super excited because I am going to have a guest for the very first time. Um, This is so exciting for me. Um, You know, you guys know that typically on my episodes, it's just me talking, but I definitely want to continue to, you know, not only do my episodes on my own, but also just integrate some more people into these episodes because I feel like wisdom can come from different people who, you know, have different experiences and who have that same goal of just wanting to share their thoughts and their experiences with you guys so that you can learn from them. And so today I have my very first guest. And I'm so excited to share that with you guys. Um, Today is also going to be the milestone marker for something that I'm also going to be starting every periodically with this podcast is culture conversations is what I'm going to call it. And with culture conversations, it's just about talking about things that I see are affecting the culture the most, especially, you know, in today's society. It could be things like the emotional health of black women or you know, how systemic oppression is, you know, hurting us in schools and in our jobs, things of that nature that we just feel like are big cultural topics that we might need to just dive a little bit more into. And especially when I have guests, because it's definitely going to be a conversation when somebody else is giving their feedback and not just me talking. So yeah, today's going to be one of these episodes where we are hitting on a cultural hot topic, which is black men's mental health. So I just want you guys to enjoy this episode. Um, The guest who is speaking, I am very, very close to somebody who I have, you know, shared a lot of college experiences with. We have each other's backs. I consider them to be my family. So I am just so excited to bring them on. And so, yeah, I hope you guys enjoy the episode. Don't forget to, you know, subscribe to this podcast leave ratings and reviews if you're listening on apple Podcasts or google Podcasts or wherever you can that has ratings or leaves reviews be sure to leave some and also share this podcast with as many people as you can to somebody who you feel like may benefit from it but yeah let's jump into the episode guys so yeah the topic for today is you know, emotional health, but I want to specifically focus on black men just because I feel like this is a conversation that doesn't happen a lot. And I definitely want to get a black man's perspective on it. So that's why I wanted you to come on in and share your wisdom with everyone. But first, first, first of all, first of all, tell, you know, the audience about yourself and just kind of tell them about your podcast tell them about what you do, you know, all that good stuff. Oh, uh, well, you know, um, my name is Jalen, Jalen Sorrells. Uh, go by Wildcard Gino. Um, I do host my own podcast, uh, Indecisive by Nature. Uh, I feel like it was kind of a creative name to use. Um, me and my, I don't want to say former co-host, uh, me and my, still my co-host just haven't been recorded with each other for a while. Um, June Summers, which is Bryson. Uh, it took us a while to come up with a name, but, um, since since I asked him to record with me and I am a Libra, you know, and I feel like all Libras are indecisive in some type of way. Uh, that's how the name Indecisive by Nature came about. Um, I'm a writer in my spare time. Uh, yeah, that's just a little bit about me. So Aww. and things that you can kind of expect on Indecisive by Nature podcast is just, I mean, it's a little bit of everything, you know, which I feel is like ties into the name, you know, like sometimes I'll be wanting to talk about 
well, in the past, we've talked about relationships, mental health. I mean, there was even an episode when we was basically, you know, sipping and talking, you know, like we had some wine going around and, you know, we just having good vibes, yeah. uh, sports, just a little bit of everything. So, yeah, yeah. just indecisive by nature. <laughs> oh, well, I definitely hope people check it out. Um, I listened to a few episodes myself and I was like, oh, this is so cool. But yeah. I think it's just because I know you. I was like, huh. I always knew you would do something of this nature, like right. a podcast or doing something. But I am very proud, of course. And so I'm just happy that you're joining me on my podcast. For sure. And and definitely I, I really want your honest and full, you know, feedback on this topic because I don't know. In the past few weeks, I think this topic came on my mind because I see it a lot, not just um, in my personal life, but I see it in my workplace. I see it at church, especially, too, that there is a lot that is happening in the world as it is already. And there's a lot of pressure on black men. And I feel like sometimes black men are not, you know, taken seriously. I feel like black men are kind of pushed to a real high degree of, okay, you have to perform or you have to do this. And we're not really sitting down and taking the time to just figure out what is going on in the mm -hmm. mind of a black man or how are you guys dealing with all this pressure that's upon you and stuff. And so that's why I kind of really want to have this conversation and let the audience get kind of a black man's perspective as well. And audience, just so y'all know, like he is young too. So we're all young. <laughs> now <laughs> Right, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm 24 years old. Though. Yeah, like like we all in the same. We in the like 20s. We not in the 30s or the 40s. You know, right. that'll be episodes in the future. I got to bring older guests on, but right. I'm just saying this from a young black man's perspective because I feel like the young generation is a bigger. Uh, I hate to say like it's a bigger assignment on you guys anyway because we already know that the old generation sometimes they can be stuck in their own ways and they you know are one track minded they're stubborn they're thinking that things are black and white whereas this new generation especially not just in mental health but in spiritual health and everything like we're starting to kind of open these taboo topics up and just break the barriers that have been around so long like hey it really isn't like that but, you know, it's kind of hard when you're young. So I definitely yeah. wanted to get a young man's perspective now. If y'all want an older man's perspective, then y'all send me a guess. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I'll get their perspective. But right now... I, I will say this real quick. I just want to say uh, I definitely appreciate you having me on here as a guest. As a guest. I'm I'm the first guest, right? I'm, yes, you're see, my that's first what I'm guest. Saying. So that, that's very, you know, it, that's special to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I definitely... Appreciate that for real, for real. You know, so I mean, I got to set the bar and, you know, going forward, you can do what you do. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You're the very first one. This is special. So even when this podcast gets bigger and bigger and I have more guests, I'm like, well, my very, very first guest in the first <laughs> was Jalen. So Come on now. everybody know, like, this is the first one. You set the bar. So <laughs> I am. I'm very excited. I'm very happy that you joined. So let's jump into the conversation. Right. The very first question that I have for you is definitely centered around, you know, black men, your mental health, things that, you know, your experiences. So feel free to use examples. But as a young black man, um, what do you feel like have been the hardest obstacles for you when it comes to like mental health and just your emotions in general? Uh, for the most part, at least for me, is just really just being consistent. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, I'm pretty sure as pretty much like anybody else, like some some days you got some like some days are higher than others and some days are lower than others. 
So, you know, like just kind of trying to find like that, that middle ground, you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, cause on those, on those low days, Mm -hmm. they be low you know what i'm saying yeah. <laughs> like but yeah. them hot days be high you know like but but all those days when you just not feeling yourself it's feel like you ain't never had a high before you know what i'm saying so i don't know just really trying to just really trying to stay consistent you know what i'm saying with like with my state of mind and you know just just knowing that everything gonna work itself out for the most part because i mean in the end everything always does work itself out you know it like what's for you is for you so you know just try not to way too much on whatever negative is going on around you but yeah I, for me that's probably just my hardest obstacle is really just me being consistent yeah and so like i'm hearing you say like when you're consistent and you gotta excuse me because i am a therapist i've been doing it so long now like it's just like <laughs> in my language i'll i'll go back to like when i'm doing sessions so i'm hearing you say like so if you hear me do that <laughs> just know like this is it's embedded in me at this point but yeah like what you're saying to it's like it's hard to kind of balance you know you have your high days you have your low days and it's just kind of trying to find that balance of consistency of where mm -hmm. okay even if i'm low i can pick myself back up because you are right things will work out in the end for your good that goes back to the scripture i put in my last podcast which is romans 8 28 all things work together for the good like that's just mm -hmm. the best scripture that i tell people to use because it really just makes you re remember that okay even though it's bad right now it's not going to always be bad but you're right those lows kind of are sometimes hard for you to get out of and you're just trying to figure out okay how do i manage my high days and my low days to where i'm kind of in a safe middle ground and and I and I definitely be the first to tell you like I'm definitely my own worst enemy. I mean, really, for the most part, I feel like all black men are their own worst enemy. You know, yeah. like like with the pressure that we have on us from the world, from social media. You know what I'm saying? From just you know what people say men should be like and everything like that or whatever. It's like just at the end of the day. You know, we we have so many thoughts and expectations of ourselves, and you know when we don't meet said expectation, you know, it's like, well, hell, I'm a failure. You know, I'm not doing what I'm supposed to do. You know, so we can yeah. kind of just shut out sometimes. But uh, yeah, yeah it's, it's very difficult. Yeah, I could imagine that. And that actually goes into one of my other questions. So I'll skip to this one: is do you think that the pressure? Because there is pressure, and we've already established that. So do you feel like the pressure that is placed on black men affects how you deal with life? Like how you just navigate in general? Yeah. I mean, to be, to be blunt, sometimes I don't really feel like, like when I think about it in, in some situations, I don't really think we've really been prepared for this. I mean, but I'm not really sure what kind of way we could be prepared. I mean, I guess it goes into, you know, like, growing up with fatherly figures and examples of you mm -hmm. know just how to be a man in general you know but mm -hmm. i don't yeah i just i just don't really think like it, it just all goes to you know it goes back to how you were raised and you know teachings that you may have had or have not had you know so i think that's one of those things um, so yeah and i ain't trying to cut you off but like no, even good. going back to like your personal like like with your personal experience do you feel like you were prepared to handle all the pressure that you kind of face now that you know you're 24 you're kind of seeing life now as it is and how you know all these responsibilities that you got all these expectations and stigmas that are around you being a black man do you feel like you were 
readily prepared for it? I'm a, I, I say no, but at the same time, like, like I was one of those kids where like, like, so like with me being 24, you know, I mean, we not that removed from, you know, our teenage years and stuff like that, you know, like, I mean, just, just 10 years ago, I was 14, you mm-hmm. know, but it's like, I don't, as, as a child, I wasn't really one of those people to just stay in a child's place, but I did definitely mind my business. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't really ask too many questions or anything either, mm-hmm. you know? So, like, I, I really was just a go-with-the-flow type of child, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I didn't really, like, I didn't really, like, I, I had, I feel like every child kind of got a smart mouth, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, I didn't but, really, yeah. <laughs> I didn't really, like, do too much, though, you know? So, I just kind of just went with the flow. And I didn't really, let me see how can I say this. Um, just for adulthood in general, I wouldn't say that I was prepared. Like, just everything that comes with it. Like, just, it's a lot of pressure. You know, it, it's very weird. It is so crazy how all of us as kids, you know, we say that, man, I can't wait till we get older. And every adult mm-hmm. always tells the kids, no, you don't. You know what I'm saying? And we thinking, like, we looking at them crazy, like, bro, what yeah. you talking about? You got so much freedom. You get to do whatever you want. But something that I've been telling a lot of people that's younger than me, like, this is really, like, my go-to statement. Um, The older you get in life, the less control you have over your life. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Because there's more responsibilities that you have now. And with the more responsibility that you have, the less control that you have. So, you know, that that tender age of 18, that's really when you got the most freedom because you can literally do whatever you want. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But the more you get older, the more things you get involved in, it's 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 not as much like yeah, it's just not as much freedom as you would want to have, you know, over over your entire life, you know, because I mean, for the most part. Whether if it's, you know, as a man, whether if it's women, women and money, I mean, them, those are going to be the two things that really factor in yeah, 98% of your choices. Yeah. <laughs> you know? so, so, I mean, it's it's just one of those things like, I mean, I don't, yeah, just, I don't really think I had somebody to just be 100% blunt with me about their experiences, about you know things that they went through things that they've learned as a young male you know just battling stress or you know women or bills or you know just trying to figure things out yeah yeah just trying to figure things out in life and you know just day by day yeah i don't i don't really think i had that at all you know and that's not a knock to anybody that i had with me you know Mm -hmm. growing up through life or whatever i mean for the most part i would just try to, you know, like I, I learned a little bit of things from a little bit of everybody, like just older brothers, grandfather, you know, stepdad, you know what I'm saying? Like as I've grown up, I've learned things from multiple people, but I don't think I've ever just really had a good lesson mm-hmm. of life. <laughs> yeah. To sort of say. No, yeah. And I what I'm what I'm thinking with even when I think about like the experiences of how we deal with life like as I have gotten older even as I'm you know at this age right now like I've had a lot of transitions 
in life as far as like moving and um you know getting a second degree getting into my career but even just the interpersonal things i think that they people don't prepare us for the interpersonal journey that comes when you get older like mm-hmm. i had started going to therapy this year and there were so many things from my childhood that i did not realize was still like coming up as an mm-hmm. adult until i like sat with a therapist and she good <laughs> Like, I, I hope to be like her one day because that woman is really good but <laughs> she really like made me realize that as you grow up you really never get rid of the things and experiences that you had as a kid they actually just start to magnify as you get older and like you said you start to lose a little bit more control because life happens regardless, regardless. if you're ready you're not you're going to lose family members you're going to have these losses you're going to have some wins but you're going to have losses as well and I think that's why a lot of people really do push for people to have not only that good mental health, but that good spiritual health, like that good, you know, relationship or just even a good knowledge of who God is, because that keeps you at peace when you're in a very uncontrollable life. Like we can't control anything around us if we're just being completely honest. But if you have a good mindset, if you have good mental health, if you have good spiritual health, then you're able to kind of navigate through it easier because all that happens is that the pressure just keeps on adding on. The pressure just continues to add as you get older and as your circumstances change. Cause I mean, there are some pressures that some of us have in our twenties that maybe some other adults didn't have in their twenties, but, or maybe they had more pressures than we had mm-hmm. in our twenties. So it just kind of, I think that's why the mental health and the spiritual health is just a big key parts of it because it's like, how are you going to navigate a life that you really are not in control in? <laughs> you know, we want to have control. And you and you said something that made me want to mention one of my other favorite statements that I started saying a while ago. And I believe I mentioned it to you before because mm-hmm. you had, you had said, um, you know, like depending on certain circumstances and situations that happen, you know, we may act a different way, you know, yeah. stuff like that. That's mm-hmm. that is why I always tell people I do not like the phrase of showing like oh, this person showing their true colors, because yeah. if I've never experienced a certain thing with somebody or around somebody being involved with somebody, you know, I don't know how I'm going to act either. You know, so it's more so of just being iridescent and the light is shining on you a different way for you to see green now. You know, you've only been able to see red and yellow, but now you see green because this situation has never occurred, you know? Yeah. So it's just one of those type of things. I think me and you both, I do remember that conversation because I think me and you both agreed on it. I don't even, I can't remember exactly when, but yeah, I was the same way. I was like, no, I don't don't really think that's somebody's true colors because I know when I get angry or something, it's really not who I am. Like, I'm not an angry or violent person, but this is a situation that's bringing something out of me. Goes back to childhood. Like, things that happen to us in the past really never disappear we can forget about them and we cannot put them on a pedestal but they still remain in us they go back to our core beliefs and so if i experience this situation and it makes me feel some type of way and i just unleash this big old ball of emotions and all this (laughs) stuff that is just like this is how i'm reacting like this is what's happening to me because I'm going off of what I've already, I've always known my core right. belief. And mm-hmm. I don't like the situation either. So you add that with a negative core belief or even a positive core belief can be overshadowed by like a, a devastating event. You know, it's just like, this is not my true colors, but this is what's happening. You know, I think we, we, I think that statement came to kind of invalidate people. Honestly, I feel like that was where that statement was birthed. 
because it wanted to make people feel like you're a bad guy for expressing emotion or getting angry but let's just be honest if you angry you angry even jesus flipped tables over so i'm not so, so. <laughs> jesus flipping tables over huh? Look, oh, and it's a picture in my little kid bible of him doing it and I, I just, <laughs> that picture i don't know who illustrated in that little kid's bible that i had but i was just like amen you know because i mean but this is just the thing like he was human too he was a man and he had emotions. And I feel like people just kind of discount that, especially even with black men because of all the pressure that's put on you guys. And there's already a pressure on men in general because man was the first creation. Man, you know, husbands, they're supposed to lead the household. We are, as women, we're supposed to submit to you guys. So that means y'all are supposed to take the lead in everything. That is pressure. Not, not to mention all the other pressure that you have from your childhood experiences, trying to become a man, trying to learn different Different things also trying to navigate through life because this racism especially for black men there's still racism going on system systemic oppression mm. i mean there's just two there's just so many layers of pressure and it's like wow how do you really just overcome that is what we just really gotta start to dig into and be like okay we either need to figure out how we're going to support men to overcome this or we got to stop bad mouthing and putting our mouth on something that we just have no idea of what it's like because I can't speak to a black man's experience. I think it's just one of those things where we just really gotta do a better job of scratching each other back. Yeah. <laughs> really, that's really all it is. Like, like, you know, I'm gonna support you, you're gonna support me, we're gonna get through this together. You know what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. it's I feel like it's just that simple, you know, instead of just always, you know, he say, she say, pointing the finger, oh well, black men don't do this, or well, women don't, you know what I'm saying? Like it, it shouldn't even be that, you know, just whenever we speak up. Listen, whenever y'all speak up, listen, it should it should just be that simple, you yeah. know, and I feel like more things will get solved, you know, by taking that approach, you know, but obviously it ain't never going to be that simple because, you know, somebody will always feel like for the most part, one party will always feel like they're a little bit more right and the other one is more wronger than them, you know, so. Not I mean, wronger. Just, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I mean, you, you, you get what I mean, though, for real. Because, <laughs> I mean, in a lot of situations, you know, both parties can be right and wrong. But I mean, it could be a situation just, okay, well, who's righter? You know what I'm saying? Like, like y'all both can be at fault. More Two people can be at fault, you know, but I mean, you kind of messed up more than them. So it's like, what's going on? Well, this kind of brings it back. And this is like the final question, but th I think this is the big meat of the whole episode, this question that I'm about to ask, because like I said, I see this a lot in different areas of life, like churches and job and everything. And what I'm starting to see, even in my personal experiences and dealing with like different guys and just seeing it from different perspectives is that like a lot of men, even, you know, when you're offered therapy or, you know, you're offered these resources, you know, a lot of men are not either taking it or they're not doing it and i definitely want to get your uh perspective on what has prevented you in the past or if it if you want to be transparent if it's still preventing you now but what has prevented you from ever getting help from places like the church or going to therapy or getting family advice like what has stopped you in the past uh i mean it's I don't look at myself as having a like a, a like a very egotistical person, but it like honestly, it's really just myself, you know, just not taking advantage of resources, you know. This mm -hmm. that's that's really all it is. Um, like I know that I have, you know, 
people in my life that really cares, really willing to help or whatever. Like, you know, I know if I reach out to X, they'll, you know, say they'll respond. I know if I hit up Y, they'll mm-hmm. respond, you know, but it's just one of those things where kind of in the back of my mind, I think like, man, I don't even want to burden them with what I have going on. I don't want to, I don't want to put my stress onto their plate, you know? Uh, so I, yeah. I kind of just, you know, kind of refuse not to talk about it or, you know, to reach out to, you know, get help. Like even with, even with, you know, like when I was in college, you know, just not really, I mean, we was in college together. So, you know, firsthand, you probably can speak to it yourself as well on things that I did and I didn't do. I didn't utilize my resources the way that I should, knowing that I had a few people that I could really lean on. Reach out to. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, to be all the way 100, you probably was the only person that I just consistently reached out to, you know, but you being in a similar situation as me being undergrad at the time, it was only so much that you was able to do. You know, you can give me advice, but it's like, I mean, well, it's up to you whether or not you're going to take it or not. And I think yeah. I always told, well, yeah, I still tell you that to this day. But I don't know. <laughs> That's right. my disclaimer. Like, but I don't know. <laughs> like, you do what you want to do. Right. And I mean, but I can say that even though, you know, like, yeah, I'm 24 years young, but, you know, I, I, and I went through that situation. I had that experience and I and I didn't make the most of my situation. I went through a vetting process with. Uh, I cannot word it. Um, it's a it's an independent business owner group that I had came in contact with and they, they put me through like a vetting process, like a mentorship. Mm-hmm. And they wanted to. Basically, because it was, it was very weird. It was me and Key. We were in a grocery. We was in Dollar Tree or whatever, and I had a Ohio State shirt on. And dude, um, he started talking to me or whatever about Ohio State or whatever. And I was like, I was, I'm actually I was born in Michigan or whatever. I just you know I've been living in Arkansas since I was like nine, eight years old. And um, and he was like, Well, what you do for a living or whatever? And I was like, Well, at the time I was just you know I still was a I was an assistant at a finish line. And, you know, da, da, da. But then I was like, well, you know, my my lady, you know, like she really, you know what I'm saying? Like as far as business goes, like she really has something going for herself. You know, like she makes her own clothes like she got the whole nine, you mm-hmm. know, so I was trying to kind of push her to in, in the conversation as well, you know, to have a, an opportunity for both of us, you know. And he was like, well, you know what? Uh, let me see if my mentor has a little time and, you know, maybe y'all can talk uh via zoom later on at night and i did and it was very weird because it's like i'm finna get on zoom with some i ain't never met this man i'm one of those people where like i can't just respect somebody or like you know like i don't like i don't if i don't know you i don't know your face nothing like that it's like i don't like you can't just tell me to listen to this person and that's gonna be that you know so mm-hmm. but but i could just i had a vibe of he knew what he was talking about you know what i'm saying like let me give this a chance so that night, later on that night, got on. Hold on, what, it wasn't that night. Was it that night? I don't remember exactly how far it was along, <laughs> but it was it was pretty soon after I had met with the uh, with the man and his wife in uh in the store, and then I had spoke. I had got on a uh, Zoom with him and his wife, and then uh, his mentor and his wife, and um, you know, it it just started from a simple. Uh, you know, just getting to know me, you know, what I'm mm-hmm. about, what's my what's my values and things like that. And they even they even recommended a few books to me. You know, they wanted me to like go through a few. Yeah. I don't, don't want to say like 
test, but like, cause like after the first, after the first Zoom meeting, uh, they had they had wanted me to read um X amount of chapters of um uh the cash flow quadrant, yeah, of that, and I didn't really. I didn't really I didn't really do it the way I should have. Like so I the way I went about it was, well, I want to be able to do more uh, more than one thing at once. So I was like, I'm gonna just get the I'm gonna get the audio book. Mm-hmm. So and that kind of really that like that really wasn't a good idea because it hindered me from really paying attention. It's like I'm listening to it, but I'm not really but you're not taking in. it in. Exactly. I'm not really taking it in, you know. So the next time we were meeting with each other. I was supposed to give him a rundown of everything I was supposed to have learned. And I was only able to, it was probably like eight chapters. I was probably only able to speak to like literally maybe three, you know? (laughs) So it's like, I kind of messed up. I mean, I was taking notes and things like that, but I just didn't really, you know, give him what was expected of me. But I mean, I'm saying all that to say this, when I went through the entire process, I proved something to myself that was very important to me. I proved to myself that I was like, if, if I was able to go back in time and go through college again, I would be successful because I have the discipline to listen to somebody that I don't know from a can of paint and Mm -hmm. go through these tests. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So even though I was proving, proving something to them, I was proving something to myself as well. So, I mean, that, that was very big, for me, you know, when it goes to you know, like my mental health and just willpower, because it's like I've always like that's something that's still in the back of my mind, like my experiences when I was in, in college, you know, like whether you graduate or not, that's going to be if you go to school, that's going to be a pivotal time in any young adult. Anybody's life. life yeah. Right. And you yeah. always try to ask yourself, like, what could I have done differently or, mm-hmm. you know, or would I have been able to, I think we all kind of hold ourselves to that hallmark of, could I have accomplished this if I would have done something different? Like, could I have accomplished that or could I have done that? And then you do it and you're like, yeah, I could have, but I don't want to. Right. <laughs> or like, or yeah, I could have, but I don't need that anymore. I think it goes even back to like when I was doing pageants, you know, and I would always ask myself, do I really have what it takes to actually win a title? And hey, then when I, hey, won, I don't, I don't, I don't want to cut you off. I'm so sorry. I don't want to cut yeah. you off. But like, how does that make you feel? Because like, you're not an egotistical person either. But mm-hmm. how does that make you feel to where you've done all of these pageants and you've always won something in every single thing like does that just go to your preparation are you just do you feel like you're just that likable of a person like Mm. like what do you think it is because you know i've attended a few of your pageants you know Uh at henderson and you know it's like whether you were um uh what's the name of that one award where like you just a very like congeniality yeah miss congeniality yeah like you know it's like everybody fool with her shit Yeah, that's, I would tell people, like, that's the best award you can get, honestly, because if you got congeniality, that means people like you. But um, I think with my pageantry, I think a lot of it really did come to, for one, I would always humble myself. I think humility was the big thing because there were some girls who were not humble. And I even remember one time a pageant um, advisee or advisor, she was trying to advise me and I, I didn't accept it because she <laughs> actually told no for real like she actually told me not to be humble she told me to go in with a very cocky attitude because 
you know, that's going to exude confidence. And in my mind, I'm like, no, that doesn't exude confidence. That means I'm arrogant. And then I'm going to be overthinking everything that I do because now I got to hold myself up to this really high standard when really and truly it's not about that. It's about me showing them who I am and who I am is not an arrogant person. Right. Like if people who know me, know me and have had conversation with me, know like I'm probably the most humblest person you will ever meet, even when I do have a lot going on. Or I can't, or let's say in the Facebook where that I can flex about, I don't flex about it because it's just like, for one, I give it to God anyway. Like, it's really not me doing this. This is God just working through me and just kind of, you know, making things fall together in my life. And at the same time, it's like, if they love you, the judges are going to choose who they love. And it's like, if they love me for who I am, then that's what's going to help me get the award. Because all I'm doing is being me. I'm not being somebody else. So when that woman told me, don't be humble, I'm like, no, I think I blocked her and everything. Like I was just oh like, God. how could you? Not the block. I, that that really <laughs> that really rubbed me the wrong way. It's like I have never gotten advice to not be humble. Like no, and I will say I haven't even won all of my pageants. Like there were some pageants that I did walk away from with nothing, like no awards, nothing. Maybe I got. Well, a little, I mean, your yeah, your winning, your winning percentage is pretty good. You it's know? pretty high, yeah. And I think I had always asked myself, going back to what I was saying, was like, you know, could I have, you know, do I have what it takes to actually win a title? And I remember doing a Sigma pageant, and that was my very first fraternity pageant, mm. and I won. And I didn't even <laughs> expect to win. I really thought somebody else had me beat, but I ended up winning that one, and that was my very first title. And I was just like. I did it. I still have the crown and sash to this day. And, you know, when I was decorating my apartment, I looked at it. I was like, you know what? Despite it kind of goes back to what you said. My winning percentage was way higher than my losing percentage. Right. And, you know, the fact is, is that at one point in time, I was a queen. I was crowned at one point in time. And it's like, I, I feel like if I was to put myself to that position again and actually work hard and do it, I could probably achieve that. But that's not what I want. I do feel like things happen in chapters of life or seasons. And my pageant season right now, unless God come and sit on my bed and tell me different, is over. (laughs) I'm kind of done. I'm not just because of aging out, but just because of the mental, you know, preparation that it takes and stuff. I'm kind of taxed out on it. It's like, you know, I've had my fun and I've done what I had to do. But um, I do think that it all goes back to, like you said, when you do accomplish those things, there are wins for you because it's like you realize you can actually do more than what you think. And I think for black men, you guys can actually do a lot, you know, especially when you put your mind to it. But I think sometimes y'all are lacking in a few things like support or lacking in somebody just scratching your back and saying, hey, you know, or even just giving y'all grace. I don't feel like there's a lot of grace for black men. I feel like it's once not. y'all fail, it's not. And that's enough. That was my last question too. Was you know, do you feel like is people are harder on black men than they should be? Because yeah, I feel like they are. It's not a lot of room for failure. <laughs> you yeah. know, like it, it's not a lot of room for failure. You know, like it's it's kind of like either you gonna get it right or you a waste of time or you just don't know what you you know what i'm saying what you're doing you know it's just not a lot of room for failure at all yeah and i i just i really don't like that because even god is a god of grace and i'm like you know when people are talking about especially you know if i'm talking to other black women about you know black men ain't this this is i'm like well first of all you know 
if God can give grace to people, we need to give grace too. We can't, I think we put black men on too high pedestals that they have to be these incredible things because they're the ones who are supposed to protect us. Yes, you guys do have a mandate on you guys' life. However, y'all are still human. And if we don't support y'all, who will? Because the world is already, you know, yeah, again, go back to the pressures. Y'all already have so much pressure on y'all. So if y'all mm-hmm. already got this pressure and then as soon as you make one mistake, now everybody's beating down on you for being a bad black man. Then I mean, that's just that's mentally draining. And yeah. I think that that's why a lot of black men have like a high statistic of having depression and, you know, and being isolated and self-medicating, you know, smoking weed, doing all that stuff, because they just feel like no matter what we do, we're not meeting the standard. And so I guess to kind of close this conversation, what would be your advice to young black men or even older black men on how to kind of just keep yourself whether they are Christians or not, whether they take care of their mental health or not, what would you say to them to kind of help them realize like that this is a, you need to be in a better place mentally? Uh, Something, something that I learned and was told. And I feel like I, this applies to pretty much everything in life. Always, just always be willing to learn. Always be willing to listen. You know what I'm saying? Like there's always going to be somebody who's been through what you've been through you know, always going to be just just somebody that you can learn something from. And I mean, we've all heard the term before, you know, you can learn a lot from a dummy as well. You know, so just I mean, even if, you know, it may sound like nothing, just hear them out. You know, that's why the other day on uh, on Facebook, when it came to the whole uh, people said they got pissed off about, you know, hearing scriptures and gospel music and stuff like that. It's yeah. like, I'm, I'm not one of those people where like, I mean. Even if I don't want to hear it, I'm not going to be like, hey, man, I don't want to hear that mess. You know what I'm saying? Stop talking to me. That's not me. You know, I'm going to let yeah. you I'm going to let you say it and then I'm going to go on by my day, you know. But what I said on Facebook, I really mean I really mean it. Like if you are one of those people who get pissed off at hearing those things, I really something feel like wrong. you got some demons on oh, you. Yeah, like because that is, I, I, and I even say demons but something is wrong something. because like i know even i think there was a guy at one point when i was just well i wasn't even dating him i was just trying to get to know him and he said man i don't even like that church music stuff and i'm like but you're you just said you, you was you a don't christian have to, you don't have How to like you? it though it's, it's like, cool he just, if you don't he like just, it and I was, and that's what I was getting. And I was like, well, you know, you ain't gotta like certain things. I mean, maybe you want to listen to Lecrae. You know, they're a Christian rap artists. Maybe you could do something else. But it's just like, you know, you don't like the music at all. It's like, okay, I'm confused. Speaking, <laughs> like, speaking, of, speaking of Christian rap artists, and I know this is gonna sound super funny to say, but shout mm-hmm. out to Kanye because he finally released Donda today. Uh, oh my god. <laughs> <I do. laughs> I just is wanted to a, mention is that. Is that even a Christian song or is that just a regular song? No, nah, like, so the album, it is like, because you know, he released Jesus is King and it oh, was yeah. definitely, that was definitely yeah. a gospel album. I never but, even got to listen to it, sadly. But, but Donda is even more so of a gospel album, I'll say. And it's a better gospel album from him, you know? So, I mean, it's like, it's Kanye, so he's a perfectionist, but mm-hmm. I would. If I was you, I, I recommend it. I'll give it a listen. I'm not done listening to it. It's got 26 songs on it. I think he oh, I gosh. think I think it's gonna be one of those situations where I think he's gonna do what he did with um 
the life of Pablo. I was just gonna say when yeah. he released that album, he was still tinkering with it. Like it was mm-hmm. certain background vocals that wasn't in it when it released and things like that. So I, I think he's still like I don't it's 26 on it right now, but a mm-hmm. week later it might only be 21 or so. So we yeah. never know. But I'm sorry to to jump all the way back to what your <laughs> question was. Um yeah. honestly, my advice is just really always have your ears open and being willing to learn. Like that's that's all I can really say. For the most part, you know, because I mean, as, as long as you are allowing that of yourself, I don't mm-hmm. think you can really fail yourself. I, I agree. And I think that when you have a learning mindset, then it's a growth mindset, because if mm-hmm. you learn and you grow, if you're not willing to learn, then that's where it becomes problematic, because it's like, no, you don't know everything. There is no perfect person or nobody, you know, that knows everything. And I think, you know, just in general, if I'm speaking to all men, even like preachers and pastors, they're put on these high pedestals and I'm like, but they're still human guys. And like, I think a lot there, like you said, there's no room for failure for any black man or any man in general. Like if they are in a position or not, if they fail, they fail. You got to understand that y'all are learning too. Like black men are learning, men are learning and we're all learning. Until we die, basically. Like, after that, you're done learning. I don't know how heaven is because I ain't never been there. <laughs> but, you know, I would assume that, you know, if we still learning some stuff, great. But, you know, on this earth, we're definitely learning. This is a learning experience. This life is a learning experience. So, yeah, I just hope that after this conversation that people can kind of, you know, start to ask their own questions about, okay, you know, how am I treating, you know, the black man in my life or if for the black men who are listening, like, okay, what do I need to do? What kind of growth mindset do I need to get to where I can learn some things about myself? That may mean going to therapy. That may mean going to church. That may mean something, but something's got to shake is what I was getting at. Cause you just can't stay the same and then think things are going to change. Gonna change. Yeah, that, nothing hey, changes look. if nothing changes. Hey, so. hey, Kendrick, Kendrick said it on, uh, Kendrick said it on, to pimp a butterfly, you know, hey, 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 sugar, honey, iced tea don't change until you get up in, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, <laughs> I'm just oh, that's my favorite album. <laughs> I love that album. But uh, I, w- I will, I will definitely add this to what I said as well. Um, be careful who you do open up to, you know, because I mean, everybody do not have your best interest in heart. Some people just willing to listen so they can go and tell ten other people, you yeah. know. So I mean, just. Yeah. And I mean, but that's really kind of a situation that just comes with time and experience. You know, I mean, some people just, you know, really going to feel like they have a group of friends or even family members who are just really supportive and for them. And that's not the case at all. You know, so just really be mindful of who you open it up to. I mean, it's, it's, I don't know. It's, 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 it's a tough, it's a tricky situation, but it's, it's a such thing as sheep's and wolf's clothing for sure. Right. Like, and so that's why I agree with you on that. Um, I'll never forget, and then I'm I'm done after this. But I like I I will never forget like you had called me one day, and I think you were like asking just for general like relationship advice, and I think we was on the phone for like two three hours. I can't even remember. My arm was hurting, so I think okay. it was like it was like a long time. <laughs> and I remember like you had you. It were probably stuck. was thirty minutes, but since her arm no, was hurting, it was no, two hours, y'all. I know it was long. It Wait. was long because I was getting sleepy too. So I know. <laughs> It was long. It was a long conversation. But it started off with you just wanting advice and you were just stuck on your position. And I was just telling you, like, listen, I'm just telling you, you know, from experience and I'm telling you from, you know, what I know 
about you know your health and relationships and stuff hey you need to do this this and this and I think at the end of the conversation or it was the next day you had text me rather and you were just like even though you know you said what you said just the fact that you're always in my corner means something Mm -hmm. and I'm like that's really all it is because you might not do what I tell you even though we stay on the phone two hours you may not do nothing that I advise you to do and I'm not going to be mad about it but I was going to be in your corner because at the end I was like but whatever you decide to do do it and I'm going to support you in it because that's what you know that's what you have to do and I think that when people get that mindset of they don't have to do everything that you say or what you or what you would do then I would kind of put a lot of pressure off of people I think a lot sometimes black men just feel like well we have to do it this way or we have to do it because people tell us and it's like no just support like you got to give people support and with and with that being your closeout statement, I want to say this real quick because this was this was this is something that I thought of earlier today, mm-hmm. and uh, it really kind of just stuck out to me. It's, I can't prove it, but it sounds like it makes sense to me. So I'm gonna say it real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like God is a lot like us in the aspect of you know people say well people are willing to lend a hand when they see somebody that's you know trying to do better for themselves i feel like god is the very same way you know i mean yes uh, there's some people who just pray and pray and pray but they don't Mm -hmm. try to do anything for themselves to you know get that blessing that they're looking for yeah you know maybe if you're putting in work and really trying to better yourself god will be like okay let me go ahead and help them out. You know, like that's absolutely true because faith like without works is. is dead. Yeah, that's I, that goes back to the book of James. It says faith without works is dead. You can't have faith and then not put any work. I in see. It. I can't. I can't. I can't quote the book, but I, I can just. Oh, I can quote what the I think of, you know. <laughs> But it backs up exactly. But that just supports what you just said. He will help you. Like those who are trying to be better. And trying to do something, he's gonna lend his hand and he's gonna make it happen. You know, he's gonna make some shake. Yeah. Because not only do you believe, but now you're actually putting the work into it. I and, just think, yeah. And as a result, that makes sense as to why some people view him the way that they do, because it's like they're putting like they're going through hardships and they're praying, but nothing is coming from it. But at the same time, they're not doing anything to better themselves. So it's like, oh well, you know, praying don't do nothing, it's a waste of time, da da da. Well, I mean. You well, gotta help yourself as well. Yeah, praying you know? is not the only thing, and that's why I started this podcast to not only illuminate on spiritual health but also mental health. Because again, like some people have a lot of trauma, and I'm not saying that the Lord can't deliver people from things because I know I'm a proof of I'm proof about it. Mm-hmm. But we also have to take those steps too. Like I believe that God made me a therapist for a reason. It's because. Yeah, like there is power in going to therapy and learning how to do this stuff. And by you doing that work and praying and asking God to, you know, deliver you from that trauma or whatever you was going through, it's going to work. I, I'm a witness to it. Like it actually works. And you get this peace that he wants for you because that's all God wants for us in the first place is peace. He doesn't want us to have a horrible life. He wants us to have a life that even though when horrible stuff happens, we're able to get through it. So once so, again yeah. once again i'm definitely appreciative for you having me on you know uh yes. this was this was cool go ahead and get you about you know 10 guests and you know we can circle back have me on here again <laughs> once you get more established yeah. and things like that i will say this you are already more consistent with the podcast game than i am uh i mean like it's something that i'm very passionate about 
you know, but at the same time, it's like, like for me, I kind of struggle with inspiration. You know what I'm saying? Like, even though yeah. I struggle with inspiration, even though I go through like day in and day out, there's always um, an idea or topic or something I may want to write about. Something is always going through my mind, but I just kind of struggle with inspiration and being able to like formulate it and put it together. What if it's me speaking about it or me writing about it, et cetera. You know, like I've been saying yeah. for years, I want to write a book. Just, just just as recently <laughs> as probably a week ago, I finally feel like I was able to come up with a great story that I could mm -hmm. put together that people would really be interested in. So now mm -hmm. it's just really a matter of me putting it together, you know, because I mean, for, for forever, since I've been saying I want to write a book, I have been debating with myself, what story can I tell, you know, and I'll, and I'll, spend so much time on the little things like well how old should the main character be you know what i'm saying like it's yeah little details but very important at the same time but yeah, yeah very no, appreciate. I, I i appreciate you and i definitely think i will um i don't know i just kind of want to keep doing this because i think these conversations are needed you know especially with all that's going on, I kind of want to continue to have these kind of cultural conversations so that people can understand, like, there are so many different perspectives and, you know, not just the culture of black people and, but the culture of mental health, the culture of church culture, like there's so many things and perspectives that we really need to better understand. So, yeah. you know, you, like I said, you're the first of many guests, <laughs> but I will definitely bring you back on for sure. And you guys just remember to check out his podcast as well, Indecisive by Nature. Is it on Apple or tell them the it's, platforms? It's, it's, it's on everything. Uh, so the way Dominique does her podcast, I do it pretty much the same exact way. Only thing is, like, so, like, she records and uses Anchor to distribute. I just use Anchor to distribute. So mm -hmm. it's on every platform that hers is on as well. I just don't record on Anchor. But honestly, I think I'm finna just start recording on Anchor. Um, because I, I think I kind of like be overthinking the process, like the creative process of what's really going to draw people to my platform. Mm -hmm. But I think I'm I think I'm going to just go ahead and use Anchor to, you know, to just, uh, to you know, just do it all. I mean, because for the most part, I mean, if you want to start a podcast and this is not an advertisement. I mean, I got <laughs> I got Anchor advertisements on my episodes if y'all want to listen to me. But just saying, I mean, it, it's pretty much a one-stop shop if you want to, you know, just take a step into, you know, being a podcaster. You know, I mean, you can record, you can edit, you can add, you know, it's whatever little platform. sound effects. You can it's put it, you can distribute, you know. So, yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a great platform. So, yeah, you know, if you want to start a podcast, Anchor is a good route to go to start. To I agree, you guys. But look at me inspiring people. He finna start recording with Anchor instead of whatever he was doing. Well, well, <laughs> I, I, I have recorded with Anchor before. Uh, the only difference with the way I'm doing it now as a guest on your episode is that like, so I'm using like how I normally would record my own episodes. I'm using my microphone as, a, as opposed to when I was trying to record with Bryson via Anchor we did it through our phones. I don't know how are you are you recording with your phone right now or are you using a microphone? I'm recording with my phone, but I have a mic as well. So it's kind of I don't know. My station is kind of set up weird, but I've got and got it all together. I use like the computer, the phone, the microphone, and it's just all sitting in one spot. Okay. So that way, like once I'm done recording, then I edit, then I done. 
Just yeah, straight. and 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 this this conversation this definitely helped me out as 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 far as like because when I was trying to record with Bryson on Anchor, it's like. I don't know. I don't, it's probably just Bryson himself because he one of the people who like his mind be in a million different places at once and he'll be doing a hundred different things at once. So it's kind of like, well, you know, if we face to face, if we getting off script or if you get distracted by something, that's fine because I'm right in front of you. And you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like we you can bring them back. Other. Exactly. We, I can bring you back. But if we not in front of each other, if we not dialed in like, you know, equally on whatever we're talking about, Mm-hmm. then it's kind of different. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to bro. It's still all love, but I'm just saying, <laughs> you know, and he know that about himself. It ain't no knock to him, you know, hey, continue yeah. to be yourself. But yeah, that's all yeah. that is. But Well, yeah. I definitely hope y'all check out his podcast. It's Indecisive by Nature. And again, I just want to thank you so much for being my first guest. I love <laughs> you. I'm proud of you. Love you too. And cool. I will definitely be in touch with you whenever so i can like get on your nerves again but (laughs) until then shout out to wise words man one of the newest best podcasts out here man one of the dopest inspirational podcasts throughout the whole state of arkansas you know what i'm saying make sure y'all definitely support you know hey look it's a a blavo a hotbed right now for all things creative so for sure we got to support all things blavo uh yeah y'all tap in y'all listen indecisive by nature collaboration wise words hey look we done with this man we out of here you know we done get up yes, out of here. i'm hungry i gotta go eat <laughs> she said I, I do that every podcast it's like my food i'm waiting on it like, it's like i need to get done recording but you take care thank you so much oh, no problem it's been a pleasure have a good one All right, guys, you guys held on to the end. Thank you so much for listening to this cultural conversation about black men and mental health. I really hope you guys enjoyed this episode. It was just a breath of fresh air to have conversation, you know, with a young black male and just kind of get different perspectives on a lot of different things that go with that topic. So I definitely enjoyed myself. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, Don't, don't, you know, don't forget. I almost said, don't remember. Don't forget (laughs) to share this episode, share this podcast with someone who you feel may benefit from it. As well, let's leave your reviews or ratings. So again, thank you guys so much for tuning in. I love y'all. Thank you for your support. And until we meet again, God bless and have a great week.